You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Mother Teresa Nelson Mandela, these are all Nobel Peace Prize laureates, people who have been recognized for their exceptional efforts to end violence and oppression around the globe. This year, the prize goes to the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons, also known as ICANN. The Nobel Peace Prize Committee honored ICANN for, quote, its work to draw attention to the catastrophic humanitarian consequences of any use of nuclear weapons and for its groundbreaking efforts to achieve a treaty-based prohibition of such weapons. Dr. Helen Caldicott has long spoken out about the dangers uh, of nuclear weapons. Uh, She has been involved in the ICANN since its founding in 2007. She recently published a book called Sleepwalking Armageddon, the threat of nuclear annihilation. Dr. Helen Helen Caldicott, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Yes. Uh, So one of the things I always uh, sort of point out is that, you know, as a kid who grew up in the 1970s and 1980s, and in particular my teenage years in the 1980s, I can remember coming home from school each day and thinking to myself, is this the day that we're going to end up in a nuclear confrontation. I mean, it was that much of a presence in the news, in discussions. There were movies about what would happen if there were a nuclear war between the United States and then the Soviet Union. Uh, I don't know that that my kids today are growing up with quite that same awareness, and yet there still is very much the threat that uh, a nuclear exchange would change or uh, or annihilate uh, our ability to live on this planet. It is still a huge, huge issue. Yes, it is. And I think the kids are um, unaware of it because of partly two things. One is that the media has paid little uh, or almost no attention to it at all, even though we've got a man who's mentally not terribly stable the only man in the United States who could start a nuclear war, initiate a nuclear war, and that's Donald Trump. People are terribly worried about it, including Congress. And also the kids are on their social media stuff all the time, talking to each other about personal stuff, but they're not being educated about this. And as as Jefferson said so many centuries ago, an informed democracy will behave in a responsible fashion The media is the message, and the media is not teaching the people what the dangers are. So we're all living in a state of sort of, well, psychic numbing, if you please. Um, And and, uh, we are sleepwalking towards uh, nuclear Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, That that fear that you talk about, that relates to the person in charge here in the United States right now, and the sort of irascible, volatile personality that, that, that he has. Uh, give us an idea of overseas how that is being received. Are people overseas much more worried even than people in this country about... Yes, the- I, I think they are, um, especially the leaders of, of, the, of the nations. Um, that They can't really understand how the Americans could have elected such a person and how that person could still be in charge of the nuclear weapons arsenal in the fact that he's the only one who could launch the nuclear weapons with a three-minute decision time 
it's it's almost beyond their comprehension. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the things that, that you have talked about in terms of uh, your work with, with ICANN is uh, lowering the level of launch readiness of these missiles because of the risk of accidental or premature launch. It seems like right now that seems to be a pretty, that's a pretty poignant uh, area to be thinking about. Yes, well, I, there's, a lot, there's a big call by, by former Secretaries of Defense and and uh, commands in chief and the like um, of of uh, taking these weapons and missiles off hair trigger alert. Now, what does hair trigger alert mean? It means that if the satellites in the sky detect a launch from Russia, and often they they've made false readings, thinking that a flock of geese is the launch of nuclear weapons or a rising moon or various other things. But if those satellite detects a launch and radios back to the Strategic Air Command in Omaha, Nebraska, and then over to the president, then um, the president would automatically launch launch America's nuclear arsenal. So mm-hmm. things are very volatile and... And, and not at all stable, and people have no idea about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, my guest is Dr. Helen Caldicott. She's the author of a book, Sleepwalking to Armageddon, The Threat of Nuclear Annihilation. Uh, we are talking about the proliferation of nuclear weapons, how common they still are, how dangerous the world still is because of the presence of nuclear weapons and the threat that someone might use them and trigger other countries to use them and uh, that in the end we would end up with uh, nuclear uh, annihilation on on the planet. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. Um uh, Dr. Caldicott, you also talk about more transparency about our nuclear arsenal. Uh, most people, I think, don't have any idea how many weapons we have, what the protocols are for using them, all of these things that, that would lead up to a nuclear uh, confrontation. Well, um, there are hundreds of missile silos in the Midwest states in Colorado and the Dakotas and the like, you can actually see them when you fly over them. They're little round circles connected by a sort of network of roads. In each missile silo are two men, each armed with a pistol, one to shoot the other if one shows signs of deviant behaviour. Um, one man uh, can't... The, the, the locks to launch the missiles are 12 feet apart but they've worked out if you tie a string to one key, one man can turn both locks. Yeah. Um, they are operated by floppy disks, <laughs> not proper computers. The uh-huh. phones often don't work. The men take drugs. Um, in the last year or two, over 78 of them have been dismissed because they've cheated on exams, they've taken drugs and the like. And two of their senior commanders have been dismissed for aberrant, deviant behaviour. 
we're in the hands of fallible human beings. They get three minutes to decide to launch their weapons. Um, and what happens is if the message comes from the satellites down to Strategic Air Command over to the White House and then the president decides to launch, he's got the codes in a, in a, in a case that an officer carries behind him called the football and he's also got a little card in his pocket called the biscuit which has other codes and within three minutes he can launch the whole arsenal of the United States but particularly those weapons that are ready to go in three minutes notice. Now a lot of uh, senior generals and retired secretaries of defence are saying this is crazy. Um, let's take the weapons off air trigger alert and if we've got them in planes, it takes a long time for planes to take off and fly and, and launch the weapons. Or, and if they're in ships, you've got to get to the commanders and the like. But those missile silos, those weapons are on hair trigger alert, ready to go with a three-minute decision time yeah. by the president and by the guys in silos. And it's terribly, terribly dangerous. Right, right. Uh, I wonder what you make of the other countries who are either in possession of nuclear weapons or aspiring to them, in, in particular North Korea, which, which continues to threaten that it will develop a weapon and then maybe use it. Uh, is that a bigger threat than what we have here in the United well, States? Well, North Korea can blow up a city. America can blow up the world. Right. It takes a thousand bombs on a hundred cities to produce such a huge cloud of radioactive smoke circling the earth, blocking out the sun for up to 10 years, causing a short ice age called nuclear winter and the end of most life on earth. Um, so North Korea, I mean, it, it's a threat in that, you know, you don't want to kill millions of people in Seoul um, or in, in Tokyo, but only America and Russia, who own 94% of the 16,000 or so nuclear weapons can destroy life on the planet. They, in fact, if you look at it from a, a psychological and rational perspective, they are the true terrorists in the world. Imagine that those two countries could destroy evolution that's mm -hmm. taken millions and billions of years to evolve and we may be the only life in the universe. Right. It's just almost beyond my imagination as a physician and a biologist, but that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that, that threat from North Korea is also echoed in some other places. I mean, the Iranians want the same ability, uh, but as you point out, they, they, they won't be able to do the same kind of destruction that we would or... Well, or, they, can't, they can't produce nuclear winter. I mean... A thousand bombs on a hundred cities. Well, um, I said of 16,400 hydrogen bombs in the world, Russia and America own 94% of them. You need say no more, really. Right. I mean, North Korea's got a few bombs, you know, less than 10. Yeah. Um, and they, they don't have a missile yet that can deliver uh, bombs to the United States. Um, and India and Pakistan, they have 100 or 200 each, and they're very volatile. Right. They could start a nuclear war, which could bring in, by accident or by design, the superpowers to 
produce a global nuclear holocaust. Yeah. Israel's got up to 200 to 300 right. hydrogen bombs, which he will neither confirm nor deny, but we know that, know that they do. Right. Right. Um, China's got not very many. China's got about 120. Right. France has got oh, about 100. Um, Britain's I'm got... Yeah, I'm sorry, we're, we're, we're running out of time. So Dr. Helen Kaldika, author of Sleepwalking to Armageddon, threat of nuclear annihilation, thank you for being here on Detroit Today. Oh, okay, thank you, yeah. Stephen. That's going to do it for me. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.